Fit for Life Radio, episode number 43. I'm your host, Gary Deagle, coming in with my co-host. Hello. That'd be Will Shively. What up? And today we're gonna uh, we're gonna just answer some questions today. Keep it real chill. We're not gonna be yelling at you guys on some topic that we're ranting on. Did you say chill or trill? <laughs> or did you did you say both? Oh, I said trill. <laughs> I'm from Newport News, man. Uh, I'm not from Dem- Demi High School. I'm not from Virginia <laughs> Beach like you. I, I'm not. I'm not surfer chic. Oh uh, no. I'm D Block. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could post a picture of you and the puka shell necklace when that sentence comes up. Mm. That would make my day. Bringing it back. Oh no. So. Yeah, you want to dive into these questions we got here? Let's dig in. Yeah, we got a little Q&A for you guys. So, we like these questions we got through Instagram. They're, they're basic and stuff you've probably heard, but what we've realized, and most of you listeners will probably agree with, is we don't need a thousand new things nah. or to hear a bunch of different stuff. We really just need reminding on the same stuff over and over, and, and we're reminded by that. By seeing some of the same questions over and over, and that hey, like a lot of stuff that maybe we assume people know, uh, they don't, or they're just maybe they're just wanting more confidence on it. Maybe they kind of know, but you know, there's a million different things that sidetrack them, and they just want a little bit of redirection and reminder. And sometimes you just have to hear the same thing over and over for you to finally go like, okay, maybe I need to address this. Maybe it is a problem. I need to do something with it. So um, yeah, we're gonna hammer it home. So the first one is from my dude Brian Griffith. He, I knew him back in the day at one lot. Well, when I was there, it was Gold's Gym, and now he lives out in San Diego, running that hotel game. So shout out to Brian. And his question is: Healthy carbs? What are they? How much? Etc. Why is everyone so afraid of them? Mm. One of my favorite topics because. Everybody is afraid of carbs, though. Everyone is. The question we get on the daily, yeah, in the gym, online, at the grocery store. In our dreams. In our dreams is, what about keto? <laughs> What's keto? And people's initial reaction, essentially what people think of keto is, what's no carbs? Because carbs are bad. Yes, exactly. Right? So, so that must be good. Um, so it's nice to have someone just ask about carbs directly, you know? Yeah. It's like when you have that crazy uncle and he doesn't, you know, everyone's wondering if he's coming to Thanksgiving. So, but if no one's going to be like, hey, where's crazy Uncle Tom? They might just ask, you know, Aunt Sue, hey, Aunt Sue, you coming along? <laughs> like people, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, around hey bit. what about the keto diet? <laughs> you know, they don't want to be mean, you know, they're not going to just be like, hey, you bring in those crazy carbs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what people are really asking, right? Yeah. So... Here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with carbs. No. There's nothing about a, a carb that just makes you gain weight. Yeah. And when, when we say everyone's afraid of them, the reason is because most people associate carbs, they think of donuts. And cake. And, and cake. cookies. And oh, I got to lay off chips. the carbs. But guess what? None of those foods are just carbs. Nah. They're, 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 let's, look at it. let's look at each one. Let's break it down. A cake, flour, that's carb. Butter. Butter. That's a fat. Sugar. Sugar. That's a carb. 
And then whatever else. Cook, you know, yeah. ba- baked with oil. So it's what it is, it's a calorie bomb that's refined and easy to overeat, mm-hmm. right? So if you have a slice of cake and it's you keep your overall food intake in check, like there's nothing wrong with that either. Now, again, but it's easy to eat a cake and want another piece. Oh, yeah, that you know? second slice. Of so food. all of a sudden, and remember, it's carbs and fat. So it's just high in calories, calorie bomb, yep. donut, flour, fried in oil, carbs and fat, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, you know, really pastries in general, same. They're, they're all like that. No one's talking about how many people... So a carbohydrate by itself would be potato. Or white rice, <laughs> just straight starch. Yeah, or any rice. Um, you know, that's just carbs. But how many people do you know that just eat carbs without – how do most people eat a baked potato? Sour mm, cream and butter. butter. Right? So now it's carbs and fat. Right? So again, not that carbs are bad, not that fats are bad, but it becomes a calorie bomb. So it just becomes hard and it becomes more delicious, let's be honest, yep. which then makes it – easier to eat more of so in theory people are afraid of you know calorie bombs right but if you're keeping your calories in check you can almost have as many carbs as you want that that's where it comes down to trade-offs right like saying yes to one thing is going to mean saying no to another so typically if you have a higher carb diet you're gonna have to have a lower fat diet right because they're both calories and you only need a certain amount right so it's about what can you fit into the amount you need? And if you like carbs, like you can easily fit some carbs in there. Mm-hmm. And a lot, actually, because carbs are, we've talked about before, high-volume food. Yep. Right? So, when, so we'll break down Brian's initial question, healthy carbs. What are they, right? So healthy is a little bit of a, um, you know, anything can be healthy if it's in the context of eating the it's right amount of food. Kind of a misleading word, I feel. Because if people think, like, a food is either... Healthy or unhealthy, like you get one or the other, it's a one or a zero, a check or an X, where like like you just said, as long as it fits in and you're in a calorie deficit if your goal is to lose weight, then mm-hmm. you're fine. Like that's healthy in the context of what you're trying to accomplish. It's not like, you know, one food is gonna just, you know, destroy your body and one food is gonna turn you into like a lean, mean machine. It's the, the context of how much you're eating overall, yeah. really. So I I really like to break it down. I mean, because again, so we've established that the word healthy is more a sliding scale, not not a yes or no or or, or on or off, yeah. right? So I, I like to think of foods more with the stoplight approach. So you have your green light, your yellow light, your red light, right? So a healthy carb for an individual is going to vary per person, right? So now there's going to be commonalities. For example. So we'll say a healthy carb is a carb that you can eat, enjoy, but you don't necessarily like binge on it. Like it's not going to like lead you to, oh, I could have more and more, right? So for some people, you know, like a potato, rice and potato for me, and even less so potatoes more, like rice I can kind of fill up on and keep eating a lot more. Whereas a potato, like I'll eat a certain amount, like yeah. a plain rice of potato. And I'm, I hit a wall. Yeah, I hit potatoes. a wall. So, you know. So for me, those would be like green light foods, right? Whereas if I have, um, you know, some kind of like carb candy type food, right? Or for example, for me, like if I had like popcorn that was dusted in like caramel, some kind of caramel stuff, you know, so, so you know, yeah, so sugary, refined type carb, then I could just sit there and munch and munch and it's between the sweet and the salt and the, 
you know, easy to eat, you know, I could just whack back a whole bin, right? So that would be more of a yellow or red light food, right? Yep. So now if I just portioned it out, it was like, oh, I know I'm going to have half a cup. This fits my calories and it's perfectly fine. But then if you then have the rest of the bin and you go get it and you keep eating, then it's virginal and not so healthy, right? Not because it's a car, but because now we end up eating too many calories, right? So that's how you can kind of decide, like, what are the foods that satisfy you but don't lead to overeating, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And then, yeah, so for how much, yeah, it depends on the person, right? You know, a bigger guy is going to be able to eat more calories to maintain his weight or to, you know, lose weight. So he's going to be able to eat more, you know? And if you eat more fats, if you're eating a bunch of bacon and avocados, you're going to have to have less carbs, right? So, you know, it depends on the setup of the rest of your diet. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of carbs in a nutshell. nutshell, Yeah. It depends is a lot of the answer with a lot of things in in fitness and nutrition. Yep. Unfortunately, no one likes it, but nobody likes it, but it's just the way it is. It's not like a one size fits all for every human being. Yeah. I mean, I remember when we had, uh, we have a client who's, they have a, a Asian background, so obviously rice is a big part of their cuisine, something they love, and they were avoid, avoiding eating it because they thought it was quote-unquote bad. And then when we told them, you can have rice, they were they were so excited, and then they learned how to fit it in, and they lost weight and got jacked and got shredded while eating rice. And here's the key. So it was enjoyable and thus is going to be sustainable for them. Yeah, you know? it's, yeah it's something that they grew up with and is part of family gatherings and things like that. So yeah. yeah. Not being able to include that blows, especially when it's something that is probably a green light. And that's what's Im- that's what's important, you know. And again, this other study just came out. I saw yesterday, actually, again confirming what's already been known, but just the importance of body weight when it comes to this was specifically related to cardiovascular disease. Like being overweight is directly correlated and causes causes cardiovascular disease. Right, so which is the number one, either one or two top killers um, in in America at least. So, you know, that's we can't emphasize that enough. Specific foods aren't necessarily what make you healthy or not healthy. It's being a healthy body weight is going to have the biggest uh, factor. It's going to which just comes down to eating the right amount of food. food. There's no magic food that makes you gain or lose. You know, superfoods are. Yeah, stupid. You, you could eat kale on top of a diet, a four thousand calorie diet, and you're not going to be getting much of that no. kale. So, like no, some vitamins, but if you're eating four thousand calories, you're probably already getting getting plenty. So, yeah. you know, again, focus on a nutrition approach that gets you to a healthy weight and is enjoyable and sustainable, and that can include carbs. And any carbs you include that fit into that would be considered healthy, in my opinion. So. Next. The next question is super broad, common question, just straight up from Lambly. Fat loss. Question mark. Question mark. Wondering about fat loss, right? And uh, honestly, so again, we touched on this in the last one. It's simple, but it's complicated, right? And I mean, I'll, I'll refer, I have a bunch of like little infographics on our Instagram pages and stuff, but it's as simple as... Here, let me. I'm actually going to pull up. I have this in the notes section on my phone because it's so basic and simple. And just a reminder so when we're always coaching people, I have 
Fat loss checklist. One, get in a calorie deficit. Boom. Two, eat 100 grams of protein. You can have more, but that's just yeah. simple baseline. Three, strength train two to four times a week. And we can stop there, but I have four walk daily, right? So really fat loss comes down to getting in a calorie deficit. And then you want to eat sufficient protein and strength train to maintain muscle. That's the goal really with that. Yep. So that we're, we're giving our body, we're signaling to our body a reason to keep our muscle. So that then through the calorie deficit, we know the weight we're losing is body fat, right? And then walking daily is just for health, for heart health and, and being outside just and stress relief movement, yeah. and movement. But essentially it comes down to getting the calorie deficit, right? Now, here's the thing. Yes, I know that's simple. That's the science of it. That's what it takes. But I know and I get that, that that doesn't necessarily help anyone, right? Like just telling you get in a calorie deficit. Well, what does that mean, right? So it means eating, for most people, eating less. Yeah. So it means you need to have, you need to bring awareness to your nutrition, find mindless snacking and calories, work on cutting them out. But for some people, you could have no structure or anything. So that could mean you need to start grocery shopping. You need to start writing a grocery list, you maybe need to learn how, some cooking techniques, right? So that's where like all this is complicated. And then maybe you, you're aware of a bunch of mindless snacking at night maybe, but you have to unpack maybe emotions that go into that. And there's a lot that, that gets in the way before you can just stop doing that. And then you have to replace it with something else, you know? And I mean, all that's super complicated and super hard, you know, but people want to make fat loss more complicated and think that there's some fancy foods or fancy workouts or combination of things. It's none of that. It's just get, get yeah, getting a calorie deficit. Yeah. And make it as simple as humanly possible. Cause like Gary said, there's more to it than seems on the surface. So the easier you can make it, the less barriers you have, the better. So if that means doing a super basic workout and eating pretty basic in the way of foods, things like that, just to make it easy. What, what can I do to make this less um complicated the better because complicated will never be the thing that wins out it just makes it harder to stay consistent with anything so just simplify 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 and you'll still get results yeah and here's the thing a big thing with fat loss is of course we want to lose fat especially if we have some extra weight or we've gained weight over the years but really the real question isn't like how do you lose fat? Because most people know it's going to involve, you, you have to change your nutrition, eat less typically. So the real question to ask is, am I ready, willing, and able to change? Because it's going to take change, right? So, you know, it's, and it's just really, truly addressing that and, and then being, you know, feel, feeling confident that you are ready to change and you're going to put in the effort, you yeah, know? You have to be okay with changing. You can't, if you want to stay the same and you're, you're afraid to kind of let go, then you're just not going to make change and you're not ready. You're not ready yet. So you've got to be okay yeah. with maybe becoming a slightly different person than you are in the moment. And yeah. That's, yeah, that's change. So to recap, fat loss, question mark, the answer is calorie deficit. But then unpacking that, well, getting into a calorie deficit means changing our habits, changing our thoughts, changing our mindset, changing our... The way we shop, the way we cook, the way we eat, the way we think. The way we socialize, all of it. That's a big, big part. So, 
Un- yeah, it's not an easy endeavor. It's going to be hard. It's going to be lifelong. It's going to be ups and downs. And that's fat loss. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Don't let some ebook or, or, or magazine or radio ad tell you it's as simple as do X, Y, Z diet. Follow this meal plan, right? Uh, and and lose weight. But yeah, but that's not addressing a lot of other things, right? Yep. Which is why a lot of people have no problem losing fat. They have, they have problem keeping it off. So that goes really well into our next one. Third question. Third question is from my man Justin out in Ireland doing his thing. Justin, what's up? Doing it. His question was forming sustainable habits. That was what he was interested in. And this one, this is a great one. This is a because this is how you keep the weight off. And short answer. The best way to form sustainable habits is to start small, start easy, which no one wants to do because they think they're more advanced than they are. Yeah, and it's too easy and it's not as exciting as trying something super difficult and complicated. And Yep. Like, for example, someone could be like, oh, uh, what do you think of the keto diet? I, I'm, I'm, I've put together a uh, strategic psych- cycling keto you know, ketone measuring diet where I take my prick my finger six times a day to see if I'm in ketosis and cut out these foods and this meal plan and that meal plan. But then the funny thing is they'll do all that and you could be like, why don't you just eat slower? Yeah. Why don't you focus on how you eat instead of what you eat? And people are like, oh, no, no, that's too simple. But at the same time, the same person is has been they they uh, drink a coffee drink and stuff stuff a muffin down their down their, their throat gullet. down their gullet while they're driving to work and then they'll snack on you know the the jar of nuts and candy while they're while they're at the computer then they'll they'll grab their phone and scroll through Instagram while they're mindlessly eating lunch and then they'll get home and watch TV and snack so you know. So all of a sudden, something as simple as like, well, can you just eat at a table without distractions? Because if you did, you would probably notice when you're full. Yep. You would notice everything you're eating and realize, well, I don't even really want that. It's just because it's an arm's reach away. All of a sudden, you're eating less because you're more aware, right? So then that one super small habit of eating slower takes you to, to what you wanted to do in the first place all of a sudden you're losing weight yeah without all of the layers of finding what foods to yeah. eat and doing the ketone That's, strips and all not to not to knock on keto but it's just an example of, you yeah. know compli- for, enough for, the, for the sake of sustainable habits because yeah. that is the knock on keto it's hard to sustain right exactly so if it does get you where you want to be and you can't keep it up you got to work on it right so maybe starting smaller you know in the beginning is the way to go yeah. Right. And don't be afraid to start small. You know, what it a week you you do the mindless or you do the um you know, don't be distracted while you eat and slow down. Great, yep. you do it for a whole week. All right, well I'm fine with that. Let's do, you know, a week or two later, I'll do something else. Yeah. And then, you know, before you know it, you're way ahead of the game because you just been slowly moving up and being okay with moving slow mm-hmm. versus wanting to jump to step 20 when you're really on step one and you won't address step one yeah that's why we like tracking right food like and that it gets bad not 
but really we don't care we don't want people to track every individual macro or anything we just like track i mean you can write it down on a piece of paper no one wants to do that that's why an app like my fitness pal is good but the whole point of tracking is you're just simply literally bringing awareness to what you're eating yeah you know it's it's better not even to change your diet just track what you currently eat just so you know you'll start making better decisions from that Right? That's why tracking is a great small first step habit. You're literally just recording what you eat. We're not, you're not starting a new meal plan. You're not doing all this other million things. It's nope. just, just tracking. So, you know, so for obviously this is a nutrition example as opposed to creating sustainable habits. So, but that's a good start small, right? An example with exercise, what do most people do when they start working out? Oh, okay, I'm going to start in uh, March because some, some birthdays are over and I know I'm going to have an eight-week stretch where I don't have any family outings and this and that. So I'm going to start working out. And I'm going to do six. I'm, I got P90X. It's seven days a week, um, you know, an hour a day. And then I'm also, I signed up at this gym. So I'm going to go there. I'm going to do two a days, seven days a week, and, uh, and, and 15 minutes of yoga and meditation every morning. Okay, then what happens about four days in? Boom, crash and burn. You miss a day. Oh, I'm a, I'm a failure, right? So again, try, you're trying to make an active lifestyle a sustainable habit. That's not, not the approach to take, right? So it's to start small. Say, I'm going to go two days a week, right? An hour each day, that's two hours a week. Then all of a sudden, you, you make it two days. You start the snowball effect. You feel good. You feel confident. Whereas if you would have said, I'm going to go six days a week, and you only made it two, you would have been like, I'm a failure. Yeah. Right? Now all of a sudden, you're getting... And that's negative feedback. By setting your bar lower, starting small, now all of a sudden you're getting better self-talk. Now all of a sudden, oh, I made it two. Good job. You know? Now that it's positive. Now it's fun. Now it's exciting. Now you feel good about it. So you got to start small. You know? And the funny thing is, I mean, I, we talk about this all the time. We do some online remote coaching as well and i mean so it's people who you know want to lose weight and we have this workout program uh through pro coach and it's a great workout program right but it's the basics it's just three days a week basic lifting stuff nowadays everyone thinks they have to kill themselves. they that they have to be wadding out in like in a pool of vomit and sweat at the end of every workout so we'll get people who are overweight struggling never made made this stuff a habit and they're like these workouts are too easy you know it's like whoa you know let's (laughs) what i mean you we want to be able to work out for for a lifetime right not just one not as hard as we can in one month and we want to learn proper movement and and how to focus so you know people just want to go from zero to 60 and they again want to skip the start small but to start small is how you you make it all work and how you create sustainable habits like justice lasting change doesn't happen when you just you know, jump into the water without checking the depth. Yep. I mean, you can, again, relate this to anything. Finance, right? You're struggling with your finances. You're in debt. Like, you just, we'll just start saving, you know, $100 a month or pay $100 or $10 towards a bill that, you know, that you owe and then go from there. You know, you're not, so. It, Whereas feeling like you got to pay all of this at once yep. and like get out of debt in one month, just chip away at it. Like anything, yep. just chip. That's, and the next thing you know, you're in the habit of saving. Then you're able to eventually save more. So then you're in the habit of saving more. Yep. Um, and spending less consequentially from trying to save mm-hmm. more. So really with anything, you know, and there's a great book called Atomic Habits. 
you know, that breaks a lot of this down about creating sustainable habits. So I'd recommend that book. And a big part of that book they talk about is kind of your identity. Eventually, like, you know, creating sustainable habits means changing habits that you currently have. And that involves like, well, who do you truly identify yourself as, right? Like if you're want to be the person who goes to the gym consistently and makes good nutrition choices, like you have to eventually identify as that person and be like, you really, I'm just uh, adopting the habits to be that person and see yourself as that person. But you have to, you have to do that. You have to mentally believe and identify as that person. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you got, you're slowly like changing yourself mm-hmm. into somebody else. I mean, it's still you, but you know, a different version of you. And that doesn't happen unless you're willing to commit and to maybe leave something behind, you know, leave the late night snacking behind or going out to the bar every night during the week behind, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Like maybe you can't be that person anymore and it's okay. It's cool. Yep. And and a big part of it's like be also knowing you don't have to do the most advanced version, you know? Like on me personally, I've been doing this 13 years, you know, gym owner, coach people, but I don't care to like be at some elite level of fitness, right? Like I've always I like to have a baseline and I'm confident I can do that and it gets me enough, right? So 3 days a week in the gym, I eat 3 square meals a day. I don't go any further than that. You know? Yeah, and it's being at some point accepting that like I don't have to you know compete in a sport or like be in the Olympics or anything and so you know I think a lot of times people get sidetracked by what they see other people doing in the extremes mm-hmm. and it's important to you know look at your life and be like you know maybe yeah you have you work 40 hours a week and you have three kids and you're married and you know you say you have relationships you want to take care of and you're not going to be able to train seven days a week for two, two a days, right? So don't even so, – and that's okay. Yeah, it's fine. You know, it's funny when to, – to go on a, a side note, like when you tell people or I you know, tell people that you train or we train like three days a week and all we do is walk and you just eat well, they're like, but what, like what else? Like what else do you do? Nah. No, like that's literally it. Just work out three days a week. And it would be like the most boring thing you've ever seen if you watched it for yeah. like, you know, an hour. And that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. Nothing but at the same time, more. the funny thing is though, the sacrifices we do make, then when people hear them, they don't want to do it. Yep. So I do like to stay like really lean. So for me, a common sacrifice with that is less food variety, eating the same things every day, mm-hmm. which I do. So then when someone's like, I want to be 9% body fat, have, have abs, I'm like, well, you should eat the same thing every day mm. well i can't i can't I, do that I got you know so it's like again at the same time people you will you're gonna have a tough time right so yeah. it's identifying well what type of person you want to be what trade-offs do you need to make and then uh you know habits going towards that so and again looking back i have a blog on my uh, website garydeagle.com it's called it's one of my most popular ones how to get ripped to eating chicken nuggets and we talked about this in a recent podcast as well and that's how you know i started 10 years ago well 13 years ago and that was my first step right that was like well i need more you know i was reading all the magazines and they would always talk about protein more protein so i started getting eating chicken nuggets more because 
protein, right? But now, obviously, that's not the best choice. But again, that's us, you know, starting small. It's a step. It's just more protein, right and then you slowly build. I, I didn't start out eating the same food and super lean ground beef and the meals I eat now. I didn't start out like that. It slowly, you know, even three years ago, you know, I, I was normally. Uh, you know, certain weight and body fat and wanted to be leaner. And I had to change some habits and daily stuff. And then you find, oh, I actually maybe enjoy this. I like the discipline of this and it's easier. And and you make those little changes slowly over years, over decades, you know, and sometimes your goals change. So again, circle circle it back to just start small. And that's that's the way you build sustainable habits. And be okay with it being slow. You know, yeah. like you said, change happens over years and decades, not one month. You know, so don't expect to have to change everything about yourself in one month because it's just not going to be sustainable and it's not going to stick quite like just slowly stacking up these little tiny victories would. Yep. So hopefully that's helpful, guys. I think it is. Those are uh, three three great questions that kind of all tie in together, forming sustainable they habits. actually did tie together really well today. Yeah. The forming sustainable habits, fat loss, and carbs. So, mm. if you found that useful, give us a little review up Follow. on the up on iTunes. Yeah. And Hit if it. you have any more questions, let us know. Bring them in. Let them rip. Let them ride. All right. We are going to bow out for now. Come back at you. We'll catch you next time. All right, guys. Have a good one. Later. As always, thanks for listening, guys. If you want to learn more, check us out at CoastalFitnessVA.com or GaryDeagle.com. We'll see you next time.